Santos going to the top. He's going to the top. If he hits him with the elbow, it's over. Benjamin poised in his favorite position, bombs away. He got it. He him with it. One, two, three. There's no Where is that referee? Dave Hebner is still out of it. Macho's won this match, Monsoon. Knocked unconscious. There's Hebner now. Macho Man just turned him over, trying to slap a little life into him. Macho's going up again. He's going to really do him in, though. He's going out to the... What's he doing? He's going out. Where's he going? He's trying to get the bell away from the timekeeper. That's how we originally put the dragon out of commission, Jess. He's going to do it again. Welcome to the Pull Apart Podcast. This is Josh Heiser here with... No, I'm not going to do Val Venus. This is James Prophet. <laughs> we are here covering part two of two of the all-timer Randy the Macho Man Savage versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So, bad news for all you Richard Blood fans out there. Yep. No more speech therapy segments to cover. I'm sorry. They're over. <laughs> And I meant to bring this up on the first episode, James, but, you know, we we gave four parts to your guy, four parts to my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both love Randy so Savage. So what, what would you say to to the listener who thinks, two episodes, Savage Team, but what are you talking about? Okay, so for a legendary few, this deserves to be as long as the other ones. The problem with 80s stuff generally is that the segments – about the feuds last like a minute, okay, maybe two minutes if it's a special report. The promos are all like thirty seconds long. With Brett Owen, you know that was a similar formula. The difference was that feud lasted like eighteen months, right? You know, maybe even a full two years. So it no, like eighteen months. So there was a lot more ground to cover. There was a lot more fertile. Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat started in, I believe, December and effectively ended in May. Yes. And so we've got, you know, five months to work with uh, while Brett Owen, a lot of that was televised because of Monday Night Raw, because of increased pay-per-views. Yep. Savage Steamboat only had one pay-per-view to go through and they only had one, I uh, know two, they only had two televised matches and then some house show stuff we're covering, but I yeah. think it's kind of awesome when you think about how short that time span was and how highly regarded this feud is. Yes. Um, like you said, compared to the other feuds and some of the other ones that we'll be going through, the one that is possibly next on our list is over, I think, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, six months or so to get all of that in with, like, 
limited TV time, it just shows how much, um, how great the performers in them they are, and how great the content of the feud is. Like when Josh and I first talked about this, we like I know the '80s setup, so I said like we'll probably knock this out in one episode. There's just not going to be that much to talk about. Right. But after rewatching it, we both thought like we have to do at least two. Like yep. Josh said, I think we should do two, and. I completely agree because, like, it's so good. Well, well, this whole episode is just going to be us playing promos back to back. <laughs> right. Talking about how much we love yeah. Randy Savage, Bobby, and Gorilla. And I'm assuming everybody loves them too, so stay with us for part two of two for Steamboat Savage. Okay, okay so we're going to start. This is on our YouTube playlist. This is right before the first match between Randy Savage and Bruno Sammartino. So what's going on on the television show? Ricky Steamboat is out injured. He's trying to find his way back, trying to get to a point where he can get cleared by doctors to compete. Bruno attacked Savage in that post-match interview. There was no reason by this slime, the so-called champion, to have... Bruno, yeah, what's the update? Tell me, man. Are you happy about it? Put some mustard on him right now. Get him all set up for the champion right there. I'm so proud of myself. You I'm piece of slime. You're happy And that's sort of the side feud to occupy time until Steamboat comes back. And so, right now, we're talking about an interview where Gorilla Monsoon interviews Randy Savage before their match. He so. argues with them, doesn't he? Yeah, they argue back and forth. I love Savage arguing with anybody, but especially Gorilla Monsoon, because he's yeah. just, like, so silly. <laughs> so, on commentary, Bruno was a commentator on this time on the weekly shows. He would be talking about how despicable Randy Savage is, and he says he's going to get Savage, and basically Steamboat's going to take care of whatever's left of Savage after I deal with him while Steamboat's out. And so... After all these threats that Bruno's been throwing out, Savage, you know, they have this match now, and Savage says it's time we focus on the champion, not about some guy who used to be a wrestler, because right now it's all about me. And uh, who remembers uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? No man remembers him. Everybody remembers him. One man! Bruno Sammartino, Mr. Chief. Mr. Cheapshot felt that uh, I leaned too hard on him, yeah. And now, Mr. Cheapshot, the spotlight falls on you tonight in the Boston Garden. And in the Boston Garden, you will go to school and I will be your teacher. Highly unlikely. No problem at all. You can teach an old dog new tricks. And I'm going to teach Bruno Sammartino to have some R-E-F-P-E-C-T for the greatest professional wrestler that ever lived. You think you're in good shape? In color! You think think you're in good shape? Wait till you see the shape that Bruno Sammartino is in. You have just about stepped on and stepped into a match that I don't think you can survive. Are you going to be uh, announcing this Absolutely. Thing? Are you going to be real close I to the ring? You stole the right here. Are you man? Nightmares! Nightmares! You well, the title change hands right here in the Boston Garden, baby. This is the Boston Garden. I own Boston. So the match, by the way, um, this happened in January. It's on YouTube, but if you want to watch a good version of it, go to Primetime Wrestling on February the 13th. This is on the network. On the network. They aired this match. 
Um, I don't have much to say. It's a fun match. It's short enough. Savage wins by a count out on a fluke. All right, so this is awesome. We go right back to the interview that kicked us all off again. Savage takes a moment to gloat, and Bruno really just wants justice. Bruno grabs him by the throat and, um, you know, kind of took him out right there. In the match, Savage wins by count out on a fluke. He takes a moment to gloat. And Bruno wants justice, so he just grabs Savage and he puts him in his in a bear hug, which was yes. Bruno's finishing move. Bruno's a big guy; he's like six three. He's two eighty. He's bulky. Savage is skinny, and Bruno's just ragdolling him like left and right while Savage flails helplessly. <laughs> and just like in the interview, about half a dozen of Bruno's friends run out to pull him off, like. In kind of a wrestling thing, good guys have friends, bad guys have allies. Right. So Savage doesn't really have a friend. He has Jesse, who's a commentator, and Adrian Adonis, who isn't yes. really there. That's about it. And so all the people are concerned, not with Savage, but like, no, Bruno, don't don't hurt him. You'll regret it later. And so Savage is helped by helped by officials to the back, and Bruno just cries out in rage. Like, he's not done with Savage yet. This is Pro Wrestling 101. This is a feud they ran a thousand times in the 70s. Not Bruno Savage, but Bruno versus Hill, who did dastardly things, and he doesn't get revenge the first time, and he wants justice. The villain gets away. Hero wants the villain even more. I thought this was so awesome. There's a lot here with uh, with Bruno that he he keeps calling him like the old man. Yep. And all these kind of like low blows to his age. Yeah. Or all of that stuff. You think that the macho man Randy Savage can teach an old dog new tricks? Can you do it? Yeah. Can you do it? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. And I can do it in the Boston Gardens on January the 3rd. Oh, yeah, that's a great fitting, uh, yes, yeah, setting. Because right there in the Boston Gardens a long, long time ago, February the 8th, Macho Man won the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt. And a longer time ago, and I'm talking years and years and years and years ago, Bruno Sammartino got himself the living legend, yeah attitude going for him where you're an old dog and I'm going to teach you a new trick. You're a has-been. You're a has-been, Mr. Cheap Shot. Don't like you. Don't like anything about you and all in one day in the Boston Garden. I'm going to eat you up. I'm going to teach you respect for the youngers. Yeah. Macho Madness. I think he said a few times that he couldn't even handle him in his prime. Um, right, yeah. Samson <laughs> Bruno could no way handle the Macho Man. Which is great prime. because you know they're heading to a match where they're not going to let... I mean, Savage is the rising star guy, so right. he's, he is going to win, and he's only going to look more, you know, dickish right. <laughs> for calling Bruno out for being old. Bruno Samartino, how about it? Couldn't swallow the fat, could you? That you're a husband, that you're an old man, that you couldn't tie my shoes in your prime. But Bruno is like the hero, so you know they're not just gonna bury him either. You know he's yep. a legend, and they want to keep the legend alive. Sure. So it was so well done. Um, I I tell you, man, between this feud and I watched the Bruno Larry feud a couple years ago. Yeah. I am such a fan of Bruno Sammartino now. Yeah, we need to do Bruno and Zabisco because I love oh my God. Larry Zabisco. 
Yeah, the for sure. Heel. <laughs> your your guy, your favorite older <laughs> wrestler, Larry. All right, so now if you're watching along with us, this is where we go to Saturday night's main event. This is on the network, January third, nineteen eighty seven. The match is a revisitation from the uh, nineteen eighty six feud. Still going on in the background of Steamboat Savage. It's George the Animal Steel versus Randy Savage. And Josh, do you want to kind of summarize the Steel Savage feud for well, everybody? James, this is where like I feel like I have to bring up a few different things that I'm kind of on the fence about. Okay. And maybe you can talk me out of one is George the Animal Steel, his character. Okay. So he is I'm probably not gonna defend this um, too much. I guess has let's just say capacity issues <laughs> with his, with his uh, brain mental acuteness. Yes. So uh, they never talk about that. By the right. way, he, like George Animal Steel, he's big. He's hairy on all over his body. He the only word he 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 speaks in one word sentences. Yeah. He'll say like Elizabeth George. Manager, yeah. Yeah. Manager. George's manager, stuff like that. Yeah, so, like, on one hand, which I'm sure Vince tries to make this argument, you kind of think, like, oh, they're giving a voice to people with disabilities, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They never looked down on him, though. At least the faces, like, they never talked about it. They never looked down on him. He was presented as a lovable, nice man who was a very tough wrestler gotcha anyway that not so much problematic as the stuff with elizabeth okay right so, <laughs> yeah so this is probably so the and at wrestlemania 2 susan st james does like one of the worst commentary jobs ever but she sums up this whole feud in three sentences okay she says macho's got this beautiful manager he treats her like dirt animals in love with her that's it yeah that's the whole feud pretty much george loves elizabeth he doesn't like the way race of his treats her he's always trying to rescue her and you can see she's kind of uncomfortable with being rescued right. but she's always very ladylike to george Steele. she's yes. not it, it vince russo would have had a cow like no she's got to manipulate him bro because vince russo and paul Heyman don't know how to write women who aren't manipulative people right. Um, Which is terrible. What I was really thinking about, James, with this is, like, we look back and, you know, I've mentioned it before, the the wedding they've had. Savage and um, Elizabeth. Savage and Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. We look back as kind of, like, one of the great wrestling couples. Yeah. Um, and then even this this feud, this specific feud, Savage team, but one of the greatest feuds of all time. We, we talked about last episode, Savage Rules, right? We yeah. love Randy Savage. And then you watch this. The the promo for this, this is Randy Savage's exact words, to Elizabeth, you don't know when to shut up, do you? I'm the champion and no one cares about you. Um, yes. There's several, several uh, promos that where was he basically tells her to shut up yeah. mm-hmm. and that it's all about him, yeah. right? And I think what's different about this is, like, Sean, you could totally see doing this. Okay. But you just never do. It's just always, like, him and Diesel or him and whoever, him and Triple H. Yeah. Um, But we're actually seeing Randy Savage be a douchebag and kind of, like, you know, push aside Elizabeth. Yeah. I think some of this might have been a, this is the 80s and this is, like, 
more normal at the time. Well, Savage was the heel. He was the bad guy. Right. But I guess that's what is weird is that we look back on it with such fondness. This was part of the Randy Savage character, that he had this beautiful manager who was... And she was like the 1980s version of like the classy, classy woman. She was all stand by your man. They actually made a stand by your man video with her in did. it that they aired on Saturday Night's <laughs> made it at one time. But the thing was like, you know, she would stick with Randy Savage and she was always very polite to everybody else. And then Savage would get mad that people loved her and overlooked him. Right. There's this amazing interview and if i can find it on youtube i'll insert a clip here yeah if he wants to keep an eye on me don't look behind you hulk hogan no don't look in front don't look to the sides look straight up because i'm right on top of you yeah oh yeah oh oh, elizabeth my dear how are you you look gorgeous as usual thank you very much well you're more than welcome how are things going for you oh great everything's super when you get into new york city you have an opportunity to do a little shopping Oh, yes, I really enjoy that. Unbelievable. Excuse me, just let me interrupt this for a second. I'm just standing here. I'm holding a gold belt, the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt. I'm only the champion. You guys got a conversation going. You're talking talking back and forth. It's like like the most important man in the world standing here, and you got a conversation going with each other. Now explain to me what. Put that thing down. Don't degrade the champion at any time. A man in my position could never afford to look ridiculous. Do you understand that? Tell Tito Santana that. And tell Hulk Hogan that. And Elizabeth, I think I need to tell you something right now. You don't understand thank, who you're thank with you very right much. now. Do you know who you're with? Thank you very much. You're with me. Macho thank Man, Randy Savage. Goodbye. Thank you. The point. Like, it's just like this friendly, yeah. very light, very easygoing back and forth banter. And Elizabeth's a very beautiful woman. And it's just like, wow, she's beautiful. She's nice. She's classy. And Savage is like seething in the background yes. this whole time. And it's really funny looking. And well, he says, like, excuse me. That's always what. I'm sorry. I just didn't. I mean, I'm only the Intercontinental Champion. I'm just the most important man in the world. If you right. do want to talk about shopping, that's fine. But. I'm only the champion. And that is always kind of like how it goes with these promos. It's like he does the like double take at Gene or whoever. And that's his character. Of like, what are you talking to Elizabeth and not (laughs) me? Like, I'm the show here. (laughs) Um, And they they were a great package. Like, they played off. And they were a real life couple. They played off each other great. You know, they were really funny together. They both played their roles perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's going into that. That's the interview. That's pretty much the interview going in mm-hmm. is um him kind of having a little spat with her, which leads perfectly to the match. Yeah. Um, they had advertised or kind of talked talked it up that George the Animal Steel had a surprise for Randy Savage going into this match. Yes. Um. And he, yeah. That, uh, and George Steele hinted this by saying surprise. Right. Surprise, and then he walked off. <laughs> And I love the red herring for this surprise, Okay, which is the action figure of himself. Yes, uh, yeah. George Daniel Shield comes out with an action figure. Wrestling, cause like and he like, gives it to Elizabeth. You think like, oh, okay, that's what they were talking about. So then you don't even think about the fact that it, of course, is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's uh, comeback. Um, so sorry, I spoiled it a little bit. But yeah, he, he goes um, for an elbow early on. Um, and he's kind of like making light work of of the animal, mm-hmm. yep. and Steamboat's music hits. Um, 
He comes yeah, out. He, he grabs a bell, right? Like yes. Savage's makes like work of steel, and then he grabs a bell. Like, all right, this worked right. on Steamboat. I'm gonna yep. get rid of this guy once and for all. And then Steamboat's music hits. Yeah, I have a complaint, real quick, by the sure. way. Sure. So Steamboat's music hits, and they have to change the music due to copyright law. Steamboat's original music is "Serious" by the Alan Parsons Project, okay. and they don't want to pay the copyrights for that because that song is insanely expensive. Sure. Um. So they like have network music overdubbed, and the commentators talk over the overdubbed music, okay? WWE Network Editors, I am begging you, please, go back and edit your WrestleManias, add in the commentary over where it's been edited out, where you edit new music in. I'm so annoyed that like random Saturday night's main event match has that, and WrestleManias do not. So it's funny you say that, James, because the music... I was not aware of all of this, okay. but the music for Ricky Steamboat I loved. Yeah, and I it's guess great. It's like the like his like crappy his replacement music is great, but it though. reminded me a lot of like Kenny Omega's music from New Japan, where it's oh, like yeah, uh, like no a choir you or orchestra or something, where it's like a you know like whatever, like mm-hmm. well, like it's all. Fancy it's very stuff. grand. It yeah. sounds very grand. Um, it was gr- that's it's funny. great. I didn't music. know that. After we listened to that, I went to see if I could find it on YouTube, and I did. Awesome. And I listened to it, and it was, yeah, it is really good. Anyway, Seamus music hits. He distracts Savage, so no elbow is dropped. And um, this circles back to the first hints that Rainy Savage was afraid of Ricky Steamboat. So we revisit that here. Because he goes to attack at a running start when Steamboat kind of turns his head to the crowd. Steamboat immediately looks back at Savage, and Savage jumps back three feet the second Steamboat turns around. And Savage stops. He got rid of him. Yeah, just stops at his tracks. And while this is going on. Savage being distracted with Steamboat, George the Animal Steel just picks up Elizabeth and carries her to the back before coming back out to fight. Jesse goes apoplectic, screaming that this is kidnapping and Steamboat is a part of it. And Vince Vince says, at least he's in the arms of someone who cares about him. (laughs) Right, yeah. That was like the running narrative. Like Jesse always going, do you think Elizabeth wants to be with George Steel? Why isn't she there right now if she does? Some of this I was really confused at what they wanted us to think because it was like, we're, and this definitely plays on later, but it's like we're rooting for the crazed maniac who's kidnapping her who has a good heart but he's kidnapping i think at one point he says god knows where right yeah jesse says Um, so yeah so uh, this is a very 80s type thing right you know you these very nice people yeah just in bad situations and I guess Vince is okay with George Steele just taking her to the back. So, Savage and Steamboat, did you notice, James, they have a literal pull-apart? Oh, yeah. I didn't It's know mostly that. them pulling apart uh, Steamboat because Savage doesn't want any of it. But there's like three or four refs who are pulling him apart from Randy Savage. So, yeah, Randy Savage, by the way, I wanted to make a note. He's a lot like Gaston from The Little Mermaid in this period, and that made me happy. It's one of my daughter's favorite Disney songs right now. Um, and 
I mean, that's about it. The match, you know, goes yeah. on. Savage wins. He gets Elizabeth back in the end. Yeah. So then we go to YouTube. There is a Randy Savage interview with Ken Resnick, and they ask him about Steamboat's Returned. And um, Savage says, I got a fantastic idea. Why don't you do no more talking right now before I take my rainy hand and slap your face and splatter it against that wall? It says World Wrestling Federation, yeah. World Wrestling Federation, President Jack Tunney, with his feet up on the desk, coming up with different mind games for the macho man Randy Savage. And George the Animal Steel, the history is very, very bad. And Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, the fire that the dragon breathes, he will burn by. Oh, yeah, he will burn. He will burn, because the mind games start now. And the master of the mind games is the macho man Randy Savage, intercontinental heavyweight champion, lord and master of the ring. And then Savage says the mind games start now. And the next time I see Ricky Steamboat, all he's going to see is darkness. And that darkness will last forever this time. He has a lot of, like, pretty dark promos. Um, he does, but there's, they're so entertaining. There's and one where so he says he's going to splatter someone's face across the wall. I, I don't know if it was that same one with that <laughs> that guy, or it might have been Mean Gene. But yeah, okay, some of the stuff he says is line. just, like, throwaway lines. You're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, really good. So, um, next on the playlist, Steamboat has an interview in response to that one. And uh, he, again, Gorilla was, Gorilla and Bobby had discussed mentally what does what did this do to Ricky Steamboat. Yep. Steamboat says mentally the attack did take its toll as well as physically. He's speaking very humbly here, and he says, It's a shame that the number two man in the wrestling business has such low morals. And then he asks a question that he's going to revisit a few times. He says, Randy Savage... How much control did you have when you were flying off the top rope with that bell that you jammed into my throat? Yeah. And Resnick says it has to be no control at all from that altitude, and Steamboat agrees, kind of implying that he was trying to injure me, but he could have easily, easily killed, killed me. Yeah. yeah, he could have just like easily done something way worse than injure me, and he, he was willing to do that just as a throwaway because he yeah. didn't want to lose his belt. And uh, he then advises Savage Savage to talk to some of my old opponents who did damage to me and asks him how dangerous I was once I reacted to that da, damage. Da, da. And yeah, so he's referring to his views with Jake with Morocco. Morocco hung Steamboat. Jake DDT'd him on the concrete outside the ring. And so Steamboat closed with the line, when this dragon starts breathing fire, someone yes. is going to burn. So Pretty awesome. Okay, yeah. Yeah, good babyface uh, line to sound tough. So the next thing on our list is another YouTube. This is a Randy Savage interview about his next match with Bruno. So because the first match ended with a countout, the traditional 70s thing that they do here is to have another match, this time with a stipulation where a countout could not happen. So this is going to be a lumberjack match, Bruno versus Savage. Yeah. Okay. So... The big news is that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, because he's back, he's going to be one of the lumberjacks in the match. Yeah. Um, Josh, what did you think of this promo? I, I liked it. Um, I, I liked how he said he's got him now as a broken down old man um, who couldn't swallow the fact that he is the man around now. <laughs> That's right. Um, which <laughs> I don't know if he was trying to say the man. <laughs> 
Now, Man Around Town, I don't know exactly, but whatever it was, it was awesome. Um, yeah, just pretty much leading into this little side spinoff feud with Bruno. Yep, and he says that uh, he's going to throw Bruno out of the ring 22 times. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Cheap times. Shot will be taught a lesson. <laughs> and then he brings up, you know, Bruno and Seamboat are talking about making sure that Savage ends up at Ricky Seamboat's feet during the match. And, uh, Savage says, oh, sure, threats, real classy. <laughs> Something like that. He says Bruno is a living legend, but they're both going to have to swallow the fact that Randy Savage is the greatest of all time. <laughs> One thing I love about Savage in this feud and pretty much ever is, like, his willingness to just keep going at, like, stuff that makes no sense. Like, he'll just put a spin on anything. Yeah. Um and that's, like, a fun way to act, you know? Like, you can be doing the dumbest premise, and you've seen a lot of dumb skits on Saturday Night Live over the yeah. years. The great ones don't necessarily have better premises, but they'll have somebody who just commits 500% yeah, to it. Confidence, you know, just like, yeah, that's, a, you know, we believe it, and yeah, who cares at that point? <laughs> so Bruno gets a promo responding to this, and... um. He basically he just sort of shrugs off. He asks Savage, "Who's who's he kidding with making the threats?" Who are you kidding, Macho Man? You ran like a coward. You used Elizabeth as a shield to protect yourself. You did everything on the book to trying to get out of trouble. Now here we are in a lumberjack match. No escape. If you go out, if this is the first time you've gone out of the ring, they're going to throw you right back in. Only this time, when I put that hug on you, there's going to be nobody to break it up. You know, last time you had three referees and four wrestlers came in. And finally, they were able to pull my hands apart. This time, there's going to be none of that. This time, I'm, when I apply, I apply that hold on you, I'm going to keep squeezing until I've broken every rotten rib in your body. Says, in the last match, you ran and ran. You used Elizabeth as a shield, which is something Savage would always do. If a good guy was chasing him outside the ring, Savage would run behind Elizabeth, grab her by both arms, and like throw her in front of him so the good guy would stop. Yep. And then when the good guy like rolled his eyes, like, can you believe this guy? Savage would jump out from behind Elizabeth and hit him. Right. <laughs> which, which is exactly what he does at the beginning of this lumberjack yep. match. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, Bruno says, this time when you run, you're going to get thrown right back into the ring. Kind of, again, the lumberjack match. You know, if you bought a ticket, like, okay, last time he could run away, but this time he can't. I want to see Bruno get his hands on him. Yeah. So that's sort of the thing with this match. Um, and then he speaks Italian, and that's, again, it's nice to see someone speak a foreign language in wrestling and be a baby face. And not be a joke. <laughs> right, yeah, like... Not like, oh, boo, that's not English. It, it's, again, things are classier back then yeah. somewhat. I, I say that, but then Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so Savage promo on Bruno right back. Um, he tells Bruno to tell his friend Ricky Steamboat to stay outside the ring because if he gets inside, I foresee a lot of violence coming his way. <laughs> and then he says, swallow the fact that I yeah, am better than you. That's so good. A few times yeah. And uh, he adds in that the fans are going to have to swallow the fact that Bruno is done, finished, and over after the match. Tell Ricky Steamboat not to come into the ring because I see, I foresee some violence happening in that lumberjack man. Take a walk in the wild side, February 7th, Saturday night in Boston Garden, because I'm going to tell you something. 
A lot of people are going to be forced to swallow the fact that Bruno Sammartino is not a finished. So Primetime Wrestling 216, a interview with Ricky Steamboat. This is actually, this happens the night of the rematch. This was at the Boston Garden the night of the Lumberjack match. And... Gorilla, Ricky Seamut's back now. Gorilla congratulates him on being back. And Ricky kind of reveals that he has an open contract for WrestleMania 3. And he dares Randy Savage to put his name on that contract and fight him for the Intercontinental title. And Monsoon says he doesn't think Randy will be too anxious to sign that contract. And that's kind of how they end it. But I thought this was like a cool, solid face interview. Yeah, and it's like basically just perfectly setting up Mania, even it's one of those things where you know where it's going, but you need the steps along the way, you know? Yeah. So we're again we're reiterating, like just to remind you, everyone thinks Savage is afraid of Steamboat. So no one thinks he's gonna you know, he's gonna sign this contract easily. Yep. Right. They interview Savage later that night and uh, so funny inside wink wink joke here, Savage asked Monsoon if he contacted Vegas to put a bet down. Which sounds innocuous, but in real life, Gorilla Monsoon <laughs> loved gambling. He would always kind of like run pools and bets backstage just to pass the time. So Savage kind of talking to Gorilla about a bet is like a little thing. Yeah, and I think he says something about that later. And um, mean, he says it to Mean Gene, and Mean Gene just says, I don't bet. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that like <laughs> soft pop <laughs> But yeah, uh, Savage tells Monsoon that if he bets against him, he will lose it all. And Monsoon totally no-sells this and just conversationally notes that since Savage stole the title right here at the Boston Garden, it's only fitting that he lose it right here at the yeah. Boston Garden tonight. Gorilla Monsoon here in the locker room yeah. area, along with Kenny Resnick and the Big Mouth. You I think you bit off a little bit more than Oh, is it all right? Go to Atlantic City. Go to Atlantic City. You place your bet down. Huh? I'm a Las Vegas. Go to Las Vegas. Huh? I, I Frequent flyer. Yeah. yeah. Guess what? You'll lose it all. Yeah, you're gonna lose it all. All the people. All How the many way. friends do you think you'll have around that ring? Probably none. You're yeah. Right. Because when you're great like I am, you got a lot of jealousy, right? Envy, right? No, so with the red tie, man. Well, you got a red tie behind the black tie. This is why you stole the title right here in the Boston Guard. It's only fitting that you should give it up here. Well, man, you wear something out. When you get a point, man, you just wear it out. Let me out. ask you this. Ask me another Champion. question. Let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you have a senior prom coming up or something on March 29th, the night of WrestleMania in the Silver Dome, Pontiac, Michigan? I don't see a contract anywhere with your name on it. The lumberjack match has been boggling. No, we're, we're not talking about lumberjack. We're, we're talking, talking about that WrestleMania three. Yeah, I can right. count. I got one finger up, but I know it's three. Yeah. Guess what? You're seeing, but you're not observing. Yeah, you're looking at the greatest right now. Isn't that something? Yeah. Smile. Crack a smile. Guess what? Who's your point blank, Randy Savage? Ricky Steamboat. Open contract signed for WrestleMania three. Yes, yes, an open contract. Open contract type of a thing. You won't yeah. sign it. Guess what happened on national TV when he was the number one contender? We'll be back in just a moment. Plenty of action. Let's talk Savage Brew. Lumberjack Lumberjack match. match. Okay. So, it's like a five-minute match. I thought it was really fun while it lasted. The crowd, by the way, is on fire this whole five minutes. Yep. Yeah, so he does that classic heel move in the beginning where he does the ducking behind Elizabeth thing. Yep. Um, Gets the upper hand. Um, 
super high flying axe handle from like one side of the ring to the other while they're in there. Yeah. Uh, finally uses a foreign object, uh, the brass knuckles. Right. We've been waiting the whole uh, time, yeah. And uh, I love, uh, this is kind of off topic, but when Savage, when anybody does this, but Savage does it the best, I think, when they do the kick out, when they're pinning the other person. When the good guy's getting pinned? Yeah, and they kick out and they like launch themselves in the air. Yeah, the bad guy, like uh, the good guy so powerful he went flying. Yeah. Savage is awesome great about doing that, that, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Burners has Savage and a bear hug. Um, but King Kong Bundy comes in to break it up. Well, before that, I did want to mention yep. they do the thing they mentioned in the promos, right? Near the end of the match, Bruno gets the upper hand for a second, and then he kind of points to Ricky Steamboat, and the crowd goes like, <gasps> you can hear like the gas, and then he runs Savage all the way across the ring, and he throws Savage out at Steamboat's right at feet, and Steamboat just lights him up with chops and fists and everything, and the crowd starts going nuts. Sabatino just turned into a dragon and said, here he comes, right out in front of the dragon. Look at this, they're exchanging blows left and right. Well, this is not what it's supposed to be all about. We knew that was going to come. Oh, there's the bear hug by Sabatino. We could have a new champion Look right here. Look at this. Oh, fuck me. What a poor harbor job, and a dragon comes in. Pandemonium's broken loose here in the Boston Garden. We lost control of this one, and the dragon now unloading on Savage. It's all broken loose here. Everybody's inside the ring. That's when Bruno applies the bear hug, and the crowd again is on fire, and then Bundy runs in to hit Bruno and save Savage's title with a DQ. Pandemonium. Yeah, and then everybody, all the Lumberjacks run in. This is, by the way, exactly what you want out of a Lumberjack right. match. You want a 20-man bra to what erupt. What there for? That's right. They get rid of Savage, or Savage goes running, I think, out of the ring, and Bruno and Steamboat are the two left standing tall. Yeah, kind of just like that thing where it's like, we'll see you next week on right. Monday Night and, Raw. And this was the blow-off to the Bruno Savage side feud, right. and I thought it was a perfect yeah, blow-off. I, this is what we were talking about before with the timing, where it's like, you don't need, like, two years, you know? It's yeah. just enough to and finish it with a few little matches and promos. So. Yeah, and, and the good guy wins. If everybody was just as good as Bruno San Martino and <laughs> Randy, Randy Savage, Savage why can't the, they all be that all good? All the feuds would only be, like, six months. <laughs> So, uh, February 14th, happy Valentine's Day, yeah. Randy Savage. This is on YouTube. He's finally signed the contract for WrestleMania 3, but he's not happy that George the Animal Steel, Ricky Steamboat's new friend, is signed on to be in Ricky's corner for the match. So this is great symmetry. Uh, Savage fought Steel at Mania 2. They still had this feud going with Savage, Steel, Elizabeth. Steamboat's the top contender. That's the main feud. And now, okay... Steel will be in Savage in Steamboat's corner to make sure Savage doesn't cheat is the yeah, implication. So much. Steamboat gets a fair shot. You cannot be happy, Randy, at all with the news that George the Animal Steel will be in the corner of Ricky Steamboat. You're absolutely right. I'm not delighted over that at all. No, why should I be? President Jack Tunney with his feet up on the desk 
grinning, yeah, grinning on the greatest night of professional wrestling history. And I'm talking all history, yeah, not just professional wrestling, but all over the world for all things. Uh, Steamboat has a Mean Gene promo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, hating the betting. Yeah, the betting. Again, he said, he <laughs> asked what his odds are. They um, gotta be 50-50. Yeah, 50-50. At least. I like this because they're kind of at least giving you a reason, um, a few reasons to think that maybe it it is closer than it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of pl- pressure on Randy Savage. Uh, you know, all that stuff. His head is not in it with all the chaos going on and everything. And as far as, like, great last closing lines here, Steamboat says, Randy Savage, if you think that you've got... A prayer on March the 29th. You may be saying it for the last time after the match. Which was a great line. Um, the next week, Randy Savage gets an interview 221, and he rebuts Steamboat's claim, saying at WrestleMania the champion will shine. <laughs> and Gene says Steamboat has promised that Steel will, will not interfere. He's only there for support. And Savage says, good, because if he does interfere, there will be 93,000 witnesses to catch him. <laughs> and he says that at three, with Seal doing nothing, he's going to pin the dragon and end his career, this time for good. Yes. So sort of the implication is, like, I'm going for the throat, and this time he's never going to come back from it. So, like, that really introduces an element of danger yeah. again. I thought it was so good. Yeah, very, very believable. All right, so... Right back, Ricky Steamboat interview. They used to pair interviews together, so they mm-hmm. talked to Hogan and Steamboat sort of in the same, not together, but like one right after the yep. other here. Um, do you have any I, notes on this? I love this. I thought, like like I said, I like Steamboat and I like his promos, but, you know, they're a little bit uh, dull. Okay. And He's looking dapper here, by the way. Wearing a suit. The, Face of the company, the promo machine, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Basically give a promo for Steamboat. I feel like works as great, you know, uh, marketing for WrestleMania 3. Yeah. So, so Steamboat does his kind of standard stuff. Then you've got you and I, Randy Savage, a man this year voted the rule breaker of the year. The man that has tried to put me out of professional wrestling. I mean, for good, for good. I've asked this question a hundred times, and I'll ask you one more time. When you come off that top rope with that 20-pound bell, how much control did you have on that? You had none. Bottom line, you had none, my friend. Now we're coming to March the 29th, the biggest day of the year, and you've got your championship on the line. My friend, I'm giving it everything I've got to take it away from you. Mm-hmm. And then they basically just pan over to Hulk Hogan, who's dripping sweat, looking like a million bucks. Yeah. And just, like, basically says, um... You are thrive on the excitement, man! When I hear the dragon laying it down from his hard brother, the way he feels, what he owes the man, what he owes the macho man, I thrive on it, I soak it up. I'm going to use every vehicle I can, Billy Jack Haynes psych, I'm going to take it all, I'm going to steal it. I'm going to put it inside, man. On that given night, Andre the Giant, you're going to deal with a different Hulk Hogan. I think he says he's going to steal it yeah, um, and use it against Andre, which is kind of funny considering, <laughs> um, but whatever. Um, 
But regardless, it's making the crowd think, like, if anybody wasn't on board, mm-hmm. if there were any, like, little Hulkamaniacs that, who only cared about him, yeah. they're, they kind of, like, maybe threw their hat in the ring for this match as yeah, well. Yeah, Hogan's saying, support this guy. He's yeah. a good guy. Yeah, he's going to right or wrong here. Next week, Savage has an interview. He's in his glory once again, saying that Steamboat should never have gotten the opportunity in the first place because the talent level is not even close. <laughs> He says it doesn't matter if Steel's on the outside. It might as well be 90,000 people on the outside yes. against me because nothing's going to stop me. And uh, But he's so upset about Steel being on the outside and he kind of runs off from the interview saying, it's not fair, that guy and me have history. Right. <laughs> it's a funny ending. To it was, yeah. Here's the opportunity. Yeah, it never should have happened because the talent is not even close. No, George the Animal Steel on the outside... Factor or non-factor, I say no factor, yeah? He can put 90 people on the outside because there's going to be 90,000 people watching. So there really ain't no differences there, uh, Mean Gene Oakland, yeah? I am the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, and things aren't going to change after WrestleMania 3 because WrestleMania 3 is the place to be. I-, I think George the Animal Steel will serve as tremendous inspiration for Ricky Steamboat. How do you feel that? Well, just having him as moral support in the moral corner. Moral support in the corner. That guy and me have history. Now we're going to talk about the what I feel like is the first of two five-star matches in this feud. This one, to watch it, unfortunately, it's not on the network. It is on the Randy Savage Story DVD and Blu-ray. Okay? It's a house show match. Um, it's... It's the shiz, okay? It's so good. And here's the thing of it, all right? And this is Randy Savage versus George R- Animal Steel. No, this is Randy Mr. Savage <laughs> versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> so the only complaint I've ever heard about WrestleMania three is people saying with everything that Steamboat went through, it didn't make sense that he fought a technical match. He should have been like, this should have been a brawl where he was trying to get even with Savage right. the whole match. They addressed that in the feud. People just forget it. One of the reasons why they didn't do that is this match. That like the house match has become a beat in the feud, which is super cool that they make this untelevised stuff a beat in the feud, right? Yeah. So because they address it, even though they don't show the actual right. Match. Yeah. So what happens is that in this match, if you want the revenge match, this is it. Steamboat spends the whole match attacking Randy Savage's throat. Everything Steamboat does is very mean-spirited. He's trying to get revenge. You can see he hates Randy Savage. The crowd is eating it up, by the way. And what happens is like Steamboat's temper gets the best of him. He kind of shoves the ref aside a couple times. And then he gets a roll-up on Savage. And Savage rolls through, grabs the tights, and wins by cheating. And... Even though Savage won by cheating, Steamboat kind of beat himself because instead of going for the victory, he just wanted to inflict more pain on Savage. And um, he even he busts Savage open in this match. He attacks the cut once he busts him open. He goes for the throat again. And this match, part of the pun, is the most Savage match of Ricky Steamboat's career. It's so, really good. So it's kind of signaling that Steamboat will have to beat him in the ring if he if he wants to to win you know yeah and we're gonna he, talk he about do that it with all of the uh 
hardcore stuff. Right. And in the last episode, I talked about we introduced this feud with the theme of revenge, right? The um, mutual or the immediate mutual retaliation thing, um, the book Forgive and Forget, all that stuff. Steamboat in this match is going for revenge and it doesn't work. He wants to make it even and it's just holding him back from getting any kind of release on this feud. Yeah. Is, yeah we talked about this in one of our episodes. The Buddhist Right, you know, uh holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah. Right. So again, Simo's got this grudge, and it just it's enslaving him. You know, yeah. it keeps enslaving him. He can't let it go as long as he holds the grudge. Yeah, Savage is kind of like Don Draper. Uh, yeah, like, there you go. He's like uh, Steamboat's like I just feel sorry for you, and Savage is like I don't think about you at all. Right. <laughs> so primetime wrestling. This is March ninth, and this is where this this match and the other house show matches become part of the story you know i've had a few matches with him in the past couple of months and everybody knows that uh, i've lost my cool lost my temper got disqualified pushed the referee around i'm very sorry for all of that but this time i know when i come in march 29th it's going to be heads up for the championship eric says i've pushed some referees i've gone for revenge and maybe i've let that get in the way of my career and me capturing the title he says that wrestlemania 3 it's going to be different and with George the Animal Steel in my corner, and he uses the quote, supporting me in his way, yep. <laughs> I think I'm going to get a fair shot, and I don't plan on leaving WrestleMania 3 without the title. Now, this is a shift, kind of, okay? He doesn't say without revenge, without evening the score. He says, I'm not going to leave without the right. title. With the, the belt. So, essentially, what he's saying is, I'm letting this go. This is about my career and achieving the things that I wanted to achieve before any of this other stuff happened. I'm getting back on track with my life. Or. Or, okay. The way to get revenge is to take the belt from Randy Savage. Yeah, that is something, yeah, the <laughs> week before, the weekend of or before WrestleMania 3, Seamboat says, if I really want to hurt Randy Savage, if that's something I really wanted to do, the best way to hurt him is to take the thing he yeah. prizes most, which is not Elizabeth, right. unfortunately, for he her. He talks more about the it's belt the, than yeah, he about Elizabeth. It's about the it's Intercontinental Championship. And so at WrestleMania 3, I'm going to take that from him. Yeah. Which is, again, it's great. You want to talk about Saturday Night's main event now? Okay. So this is... Um, starts off... So it's him and um, Randy Savage and George Animal Steel. With the managerial services of Elizabeth, fighting over Elizabeth on the line. This is March twenty third, Saturday night's main event. No, sorry, this is um, March fourteenth, Saturday yes. night's main event. So this was the match that I really kind of struggled with with the Elizabeth stuff. <laughs> Did you um, like Mean Gene kissing up to as Elizabeth at the start of the match? Yeah. So this is the and one... then creepily staring at her when she walks. I don't off. know if like there was some miscommunication or. There was a line somebody was supposed to say, and they weren't doing it. But they literally go back to Elizabeth and Mean Gene three times mm-hmm. before the match even starts. Uh, Vince says stuff like, and I think uh, we're going to go back to Gene. And, and the last time, it's literally like Elizabeth just saying, like, thank you, Gene, and just like walks off. Like, Yeah. What the hell? I think this was done to, and again, 
they were sorry. They were good about this in the eighties. I think this was done to really let the stakes sink in. Okay. So one of the things that WWE in their main stories has always been good about and is to this day is if there are stakes, they'll let them simmer. Like they're gonna let you these are the stakes, they're gonna let you think about the stakes, they're gonna let them sink in. Yeah. Whereas like in TNA it would be like, Oh my gosh, um who do you remember who was Jay Lethal's buddy in TNA? No. All right, so whoever that guy was, like, oh, I just betrayed Jay Lethal. Five years of friendship down the drain. I can't believe it. Now to the back with Lauren interviewing Kurt Angle. And just be like, bang, bang, bang. Nothing yeah. felt like it meant anything. Got it. And so with this, I think it was like, okay, Elizabeth's services are on the line. Anything like that's crazy. And they talk about it in an interview. One guy goes to the ring. Then they go back like, hey – Elizabeth's services are on the line, you guys. Let's hear George the Animal Steel. He goes out to the back. All right, guys, Elizabeth's services are on the line. This could be life-changing for her. And so by the third time, you're like, okay. For me, at least, I was like, wow, this would be a big deal, it's wouldn't it? It's not just the hair versus hair match. Right. Like, I didn't even, like, I barely thought about it. Like, oh, that's a weird stipulation. And the second time was like, okay, this is some character stuff. And then by the third time, I'm like, Okay, you've explained to me Elizabeth's side, and now I care about this match. So right. I thought it was really cool. Um, but I get what you're saying. It was so. So the part that was really weird for me. So the match starts right. <laughs> and did you like anyway when Gene was staring at Elizabeth walking off? I loved Jesse Ventura just yeah. like flipping out about how Same unprofessional that lurch Gene is. <laughs> Well, Elizabeth, a very scary situation you're in tonight. However, the good wishes of an entire nation will head to the ring with you tonight. The best of luck. Thank you, Gene. All right, a very brave and a very lovely woman headed to a uncertain fate. Miss Elizabeth, let's go back to you, Vince. All right, back to it, ring Wait time. just a minute, McMahon. Did you see that little bald-headed pervert Oakland looking at Elizabeth when she left? What He's do you mean a by disgrace. That? He is a disgrace to the broadcasting industry. Savage comes out with Elizabeth. Um, they really, they really hint that Savage might be an abusive boyfriend here. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, and she's in this like, and Savage is screaming about Jack Tunney in his promo. Yeah, and I really can't blame him. Who's Tunney to put up his manager services on the line in a match? Well, what, what I thought was weird. So like, she's in this like lifeguard chair or whatever yeah outside, outside the outside ring the they ring. put her in a lifeguard chair um, and the match for elizabeth let that sink in right for a human being <laughs> to be a manager but still so oh, oh real fast in the back uh gene says <laughs> when it's just him and her he says heads you lose tails you lose and she just kind of like looks down on the ground. That's kind of like, yeah, like she's not going to talk bad about her bummer. boyfriend, <laughs> and she's not going to say something mean because she's yeah. classy. And but so, Vince says, "Hey, if George wins, at least she would be with somebody who cares about her." Yes. And again, the implication is Savage doesn't care about Elizabeth, but she cares about him because she's such a decent human being. So, so almost immediately. Um, Savage tries to take Elizabeth back to the back, and he's just kind of like, F this, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And I think his music hits, or at least the fake music hits on the network, whatever. Steamboat walks out to block Savage from escaping. And he's like, the crowd is hearing him pointing her to go back to the ring, or to the chair. So that's like, (laughs) the crowd is cheering for the face 
to tell the female like manager well, to go back savage. and you know you know know your role <laughs> like I, you're here to be that's not how i took like, it at all you know the the essentially what these dudes are fighting over the, the trophy vince literally says <laughs> i um, took it that he was pointing at savage like no no you're not escaping this i don't match. know because vince says that they have to go back and decide who is the rightful possessor of Elizabeth. Now that's insane. <laughs> so, if you want to understand the psyche of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Um, so anyway, he... This he, is a typical steel match, by the way. Like, the ref's all loosey-goosey with the rules. Right, yeah, he's doing all sorts of weird stuff with turnbuckles and everything. Yeah. Um, I think Savage grabs a chair like a minute into the match, yes. right? <laughs> yep. And... Uh, one thing I thought was funny is there's a picture-in-picture reaction of Elizabeth, like, yeah, kind of reminds me of, like, when Bulldog would do that with, like, his wife having, like, picture-in-picture. Yeah, and she just looks concerned. And it's, yeah, you're just, like, you're worried about your dude. But, like, the picture-in-picture is while Elizabeth is on screen. So it's, like, <laughs> we see her in the chair and we see her close-up face. Um, so anyway, eventually... <laughs> It's a relatively short match. Savage um, puts he puts the the life cart chair over top of George the Animal Steel and wins by count and out. Wins right? by count out. Yeah, Lex Luger style. Um, <laughs> and then balloons drop from the ceiling, and Tatanka yeah. and the Steiner brothers come out and lift him on their shoulders. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. So he gets to keep. He gets to keep. He Elizabeth. gets to keep the possession of Miss Elizabeth. But we have here for the second time Steamboat sticking up for Steel and not letting Savage run away from a George Steel match. Yes. And then I think George Steel has like an Elizabeth poster in the ring, and he like kisses the poster. No, he hugs the poster. He doesn't kiss it. He just like hugs the poster. They say, like, well, a little consolation. Am I getting that right or am I? No, no, no. That's right. That is, okay. I might be ahead of myself here. But anyway, like, oh, a little consolation prize. And that's that's it. If I'm ahead of myself, yep. just ignore no, it. No, I think that's right. All right. So uh, after that, Steamboat fights the Iron Sheik later in the same episode. Savage's casual wear, by the way, is awesome. Oh, the best. <laughs> He's just bedazzled jeans, tie-dye shirt. He's holding the belt. This is such Randy Savage. I don't know if he here. has it here, but a lot of times he'll have a fanny pack with all that going on. <laughs> yes. Um, so essentially, he's at the commentary booth while Steamboat has a match, and it's essentially a high school fight. Right. Like Savage is yelling at Steamboat in the ring. Steamboat's yelling back. Nobody does anything, and then it's over. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just like sophomore year, man. <laughs> Which leads us to Steamboat interview, right? Yes, I forgot about that. All right, so the yellow shirt, um, and Gene says he hears yeah. a lot of people picking Ricky to win this one, and he brings up that Savage has had the belt for over a year. He's defended against a lot of good wrestlers, and Ricky says, yeah, a lot of friends of mine, but his time is up, and my time is coming up. And Steamboat says he's no, he knows he's had some matches against Randy. He's lost his cool. He's pushed some referees, and he says, I'm very sorry for all of that. But this time I know, March 29th, I'm taking the title. And Gene says, this might be your last opportunity. Yep. Which kind of, that's a beat at this point. Like, Steamboat's had other matches. WrestleMania, if he doesn't get it done there, it's over. It's he, over. he doesn't get any more matches. Yep. Yeah. 
And then, Josh, you ready for this? I'm ready. 323 Primetime Wrestling on the network. Very, very famous Randy Savage promo. You can buy a t-shirt of this promo, or glorifying this promo on Wrestling Tees even. So you want to break Go it down? Go for it, James. All right. So, hold on. He, he comes in holding. Yeah, so before this, like, this is... Yeah, we couldn't find this on the network or on YouTube, but... Which is crazy. Yes. No, no, we found this promo, but, like, the promo before this one is where Steamboat says, like, I'm not going to come to hurt you. I'm going to take the title, and that will hurt you the most okay, yeah. anyway. So now we're at Randy Savage's Cup of Coffee promo, and I'm just going to play the whole thing here. Okay, yeah, it's not worth will... us trying to... Yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage, Sarasota, Florida. Come on in. You're going to be defending against the dragon, Ricky Steamboat. What's the cup for? WrestleMania 3, Pontiac, Michigan. Yeah, 90,000 plus people watching right there. And this is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah, cup of coffee in the big time because you'll never get closer than now. I am the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion and I will remain the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. And George the Animal Steel on the outside will be no factor yeah you say no factor obviously he is a factor or you wouldn't even brought it up oh wow mr sarcasm yeah i don't care if you got 23 wrestlers around the outside and it doesn't even matter no because i am ready and i will not let this opportunity slip through my fingers cup of coffee man yeah man wow man freak out this is such a beloved classic promo, and I mean, as far as all-time great Randy Savage promos, if this isn't number one, it's got to be two, three, four. That's what I was four. thinking when I was watching. I was just like, I know it's cliche, but it's cliche for a reason. Like, this is the best one. Like, yeah, there is one. Um... <laughs> We've talked about this in our uh, top ten wrestlers episode already, actually, as an example oh, yeah. of how awesome Randy Savage is. Yeah. And I will say, there is one promo at, at the very end that I love of Savage. Okay. yeah. Um, but this one, is just it just takes the cake, so. All right, cup of coffee in the big cup time. Cup of coffee in the big time. And Josh, I mean, <laughs> this is why people showed up. Are you ready to what, talk about WrestleMania 3? Like the greatest promo ever into the greatest match of <laughs> Right, yeah. One of the best, most beloved matches in WrestleMania history, even now, over 30 years later. And... It's generally agreed to be the greatest match, definitely from any of the first five WrestleManias. Yeah. Um, so what? WrestleMania six has got one. Some people think Hogan Warrior because it's so epic. Yeah. But I think quality wise, most people like Steamboat Savage. Some people really love Savage Warrior from WrestleMania seven. Some people give that five stars, and then we got Brett Owen at ten. Brett Yoko at nine. <laughs> <laughs> But here's the thing, arguably, I'd bring up all these other great matches. Yeah. It's never been like, oh yeah, that match was better than Steamboat Savage. It's just like Steamboat Savage was definitively the best. And then generally when Brett Owen came along and Razor Shine on the ladder match, then it was kind of like a new era. One of those yeah, it's like, okay, so Steamboat Savage might be the best, but it's definitely one of those three, you know. And then Brett Austin happened. Uh, it's like, okay, one of those four. One of those. Oh, uh, Brett Sean <laughs> at WrestleMania 12, where the boyhood dream okay. came true for Shawn Michaels. 
Um, anyway, yeah. The, so this match... This match has so many, like, things going for it, right? Yeah. The I don't know if this is common in that time. Um, now that I think about it, I think it might have been, like, a mania thing. But the straight-ahead camera shot... Pretty cool, right? Love it so much. It makes it feel like a boxing match or something. Something, you know, like a real, real sport. I'm, um, I I miss that. Yeah. I, I'm not the hugest fan of a lot of modern WWE production. That that, that camera, shaky cam makes me want to, like, punch something. Out, like, yeah. So unnecessary. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> Funny joke here, by the way. Right, no, wait, sorry. What were you going to say? Well, it's 1987, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm watching this, and I'm just like, Steamboat's style is, like, British strong style. Like, he's hitting to where you believe it. Yeah. I mean, even not just British, but, like, like Japanese strong style, like hard technical wrestling. I'm like, this is like 20 years ahead of its time. It is, yeah. It's the kind of match that really you watch and you're like, this was. The I think one thing people love about it, I know I do, is like, this is what wrestling can be. Yes. Like, no offense to all the awesome wrestling that's going on, you know, those years, but it's just kind of like, oh, this is like taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It's it's funny too. Like there have been obviously tons, tons of people asked about this match in like shoot interviews. Steamboat gets says like to this day he gets more questions about that match at least two to one or three to one than any other match he's been in. With yeah. the only other one being Rick, like the '89 series right. with Flair. So it's like those are the two, but it's like three to one maybe the Savage match over the Flair matches. Um, other wrestlers talk about it. Steve Austin said it's pretty much a flawless match. Jim Ross said after WrestleMania three, like everybody thought everything was great, but that was the one match that everybody really zoned in on, saying, "I can't believe how good that match was." Everybody except it, like and this is the our, NWA, <laughs> our old buddy Dave Meltzer. <laughs> so I looked it up. What did he give? He it? liked it. Uh, Four point five. I think it's the uh, third best Milton match of the year. Okay. Uh, the best match of the year was Ric Flair versus Barry Windham. Okay. Which I'm not familiar with, but I guess I'm sure it's that's respected. his style. Yeah, that that Flair Barry Windham match. I think that's on the network. That's definitely on the Ultimate Flair DVD. Where it's just like eight of Flair's most famous matches. And there's some NWA like. Four on four match or something. War games. Yep, it that, was war yeah. games. Yeah, that should not be better than Steamboat Savage. So th- both of those are five stars. Uh, he preferred four, the NWA to the half. WWF, yep. like, and he always did, and that's sure. fine. You know, that's yeah, fine. This match, I mean, come on. Yeah, this match is a classic. Um, at one point, Steel says something to Ricky Steamboat early on in the match, and Jesse Ventura Ventura says. Animal Steel, Rhodes Scholar that he is. I'm sure he's giving you some excellent advice right there. The joke there is that in real life, the guy that portrays George Animal Steel, this guy that uses these one-word sentences, is a Rhodes Scholar in real life. He's super intelligent. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was just another kind of inside wink-wink for, I guess, the guys in the back. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of talk going into the match about what kind of factor George Steele will play in this match. And it's a huge one. In the cup of coffee promo, after Savage Ranch, you know, he says George Steele will not be a factor. Right. And Gene says, well, obviously he'll be a factor. Otherwise, you would have just, you would not have just brought him up. And Savage yeah. is like, oh, wow. Mr. Sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, 
he factors into the match four different times, one of them being the finish where eventually even George the Animal Steel gets his ultimate revenge on Randy Savage. So can I go over these four times? Go for it. Very start, Steel is within about ten feet of Elizabeth. Savage notices, and so he stops, you know, like this circle thing with Ricky Steamboat, jumps out of the ring and escorts Elizabeth around two sides of the ring all the way way over to the far opposite corner of where Steel is standing. The second time, Savage knocks Steamboat over the barricade, and it looks like Savage might win by a countout. But Steele carries Steamboat back into the apron, back to the ring, kind of dumps him on the apron so he doesn't get counted out. Yep. The third time, near the end of the match, uh, Savage had hit the flying elbow, but the ref was out. And so what had happened there, like, Savage threw Steamboat into the ref intentionally. Which, again, mirrors what happened in their first match on TV where Savage collided with the ref and then Steamboat hit the flying body press and got the pin with no mm-hmm. ref. And this match, Savage throws Steamboat into the ref. Savage goes up, hits the flying elbow, but there's no ref to count three. He does the little, like, I'm going to count myself kind of thing. Right, yeah. So it's so cool that, like, the first match and then this match, they have the same moment except it's opposite. So awesome. I could be wrong, James, but I feel like the crowd a little bit is, like, starting to like Randy Savage in this match. They are. Like, he's such a good character that, like, the cheers have started to come in. And they had been there, like, Well, and they do little things like that that's kind of like a, like a traditionally babyface thing where, you know, oh, man, the ref didn't see me get my finisher. Like, just little stuff like that that you're like, wait, I do kind of like Randy Savage. Yeah. Um, yeah, they uh they turned him face about let's say about three four months after this. Essentially, because he was so popular, Elizabeth was always popular. She right. was always beloved. And again, when Hogan went away to make No Holds Barred in 1988, they needed a replacement top face and. They went with Randy Savage, Bruce Prichard on his podcast. You know, he was asked if they thought Savage could equal Hogan's drawing power before they put the belt on him. And he, what he said was, like, we kind of knew no one was going to match Hogan, but we wanted somebody who could get close. And Savage, you ask if he was an equal draw to Hogan, by himself, no. But the Savage-Elizabeth package was, it turned out, about equal to Hulk Hogan. They were a great draw in 1988. They made a ton of money. Yeah. And so I guess that's why they turned them face. They were so appealing as an on-screen couple. So anyway, the third time, Savage, um, ref goes down. No ref. Yeah, no ref to count the three. So Savage grabs the bell from outside the ring to, again, jump off the top and throw it into Seamboat's throat, or jam it into Seamboat's throat. Steel grabs the bell, and he starts walking off. So that's the third time, and then Savage boots him in the back of the head. <laughs> Convincingly. Convincingly, yeah, it looks brutal. And then he gets the bell again and climbs all the way to the top rope. And this time, Steel jumps up on the apron. This is number four, and he shoves Savage off the top rope. Savage does a front flip and lands on his back. And that leads directly to the end of the match where um, Savage is holding his back. Mm-hmm. He picks Steamboat off. He goes for a body slam, and Steamboat, on his way down, grabs Savage's leg, rolls through. Savage just took that big hit to his back 
and he can't kick out, and Steamboat gets the three count. And I, and I just say convincingly on that kick, but this convinces as well. Like the small package here, I feel like is the most convincing small package I've ever seen. Usually, it's like a roll up. Maybe well, that wasn't a small package. Maybe a ten, but um, usually it's kind of like they're kicking and flailing, mm-hmm. and then it's just kind of like, oh, you caught me by surprise. Where this one, it seems like no, it actually makes sense. Like you said, his back and everything. Like he actually caught him with it, and it it yeah. works. He's trying to get the bell away from the timekeeper. That's how we originally put the dragon out of commission, Jets. He's gonna do it again. Hey, hey, there's the animal. The animal snatches the bell, and he gets nailed by the champion. And Hebner just now making it to his feet, and Savage has got the belt back. Give me a break. Look at that. Oh, flagrant interference. The animal pushed him right off. I think the bell rammed Savage in the head, Jess. But the champion still in control. No, small package by the dragon. the story of this match this it's like a 17 minute match i think there's only one point where steamboat even goes for any revenge he like lifts savage up in like a hangman choke yep. and then throws him down after like three seconds after that it's just going for the title and yeah like the story the psychology of this match is spot on man like everything means something you know the back and forth they Reference their first match. They kind of pick up the beats of the story. George Animal steals Street with Randy Savage plays a part in it. They even, at the beginning, they even reference George Steele and Elizabeth's history. And Savage's going like, nope, nope, you're not getting close to Elizabeth. Yeah, they play up a little bit more of the danger, I feel like, there than they usually did where she's kind of looking freaked out by him. Yeah, and when Savage loses, they show Elizabeth's face and she looks scared. Yeah. And that was interesting. Which I don't know. I mean, that, that does kind of play into their future uh, face turn a little bit. Too. Yes. So. And funny thing, like this finish where um, Steamboat cradles Savage off a body slam, they borrow this finish for the final match in the Flair Steamboat series. Their third pay-per-view match, uh, Steamboat goes for a body slam. Flair's been working the leg the whole match. Flair hooks his leg, and then the story is that Steamboat's knee buckles, and he can't kick out, and that's yep. how Flair wins the belt back. It doesn't 
doesn't make much sense that they do that finish again. Right. But they do it. It's so famous that they're like, it'd just be kind of a cool thing if yeah. we use that same finish for you to lose a major belt. And that's how he won the IC title, and now it's how he lost the world title. Yep. Neat. <laughs> so anyway, WrestleMania, Josh, what kind of star grade would you give that match? Star? Yeah. Uh, five stars. Me too. Six Me too. stars. Okay. Um, one thing I love about this match is we l- we think back at like you know Savage being an all timer, right? Mm-hmm. He loses this match. Yeah, doesn't matter at all. Like, no, the whole boring conversation we have over and over about Brock Lesnar like being on top and like why are they giving him the belt <sighs> so if he doesn't need redundant. the belt? Yeah, like that whole thing, like. Savage doesn't need the belt. Like, he made, you know, the IC title, like, what it is. Mm-hmm. But this match is the greatest match of all time, and he loses. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter, you know. His this. stock is raised after this loss. Right. And yeah. that's a successful major match. Yep. You want both guys' stocks to go up. Um, also, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat does the. Shawn Michaels flip back into the ring from the rope, which is awesome. Oh, the skin the cat. Which is like, whatever, five, six years <laughs> earlier, ahead of its time. Um, <laughs> Funny. Can, you want a sidebar? Go for it. On the Bret Hart DVD, the first one, um, there is an Easter egg. Okay, so one of the matches that is a bonus is a Bret Hart match with Ricky Steamboat from 1986. And it's a great match, man. I... Four or four and a half stars. It's really good. And so, but if you hit like left on the DVD menu yeah. where you select that match, it'll show a little Easter egg of Brett having an interview. <laughs> and he says, I always try to make my matches realistic. You know, I like that skin the cat spot some guys do. I can never do that. I just always thought it was so dumb. That's amazing. And, and that's the Easter egg on the Steamboat match that they show. That's awesome. I love it. So, anyway. All right, James, so we have one more match left. Yep. It is like the last two feuds we have had, right, in that have a great match to finish the feud, and then one more because we can't just let anything die. Right, yeah. That is not that great of a match. So there's some stuff between this. You want to just fly through it real quick? Sure. Like there's a sit-down interview with Steamboat and his wife, and his wife announces that they're pregnant. They got a little dragon in the oven, and Steamboat wearing his sweater says, like, my whole life's coming together. I'm the champion, and now a family. Uh, Craig DeGeorge interviews Elizabeth at one point. She says she's worried about Randy. She's never seen him like this. He's at the point where he's actually cruel, possessed. He just wants the title back so bad. Um, And then Craig DeGeorge catches Randy Savage backstage. Savage yells at him and says, my comment is no comment. And then DeGeorge turns to the camera and says, you heard it from Randy Savage. There are some who say he will never get the title back. And then Savage instantly is back on the scene, yelling at him and threatening him not to ever say that again. Yeah, that's, that's the match that I, or the promo that I was talking about that I love. Okay. I think it's that same one where he says, um, he uses the word former, and he says after the cap center, you'll never use the word former again. Yes. Uh, but he says it like a thousand times cooler than I just did. <laughs> I love that promo. The Intercontinental Champion, Ricky Steamboat, to defend against you, a former champion, now challenger for the title. After the camp center, you'll never see the word former again. You understand that? It'll never happen again. Because I am 
the bitter athlete, and I'm coming right to the nation's capital. Yeah, George the Animal Steel on the outside with the derelict that cost me the belt. And you, President Jack Tunney, yeah, you dug that, didn't you? Yeah, Don't blame it smile. on Tunney. Big smile from here to here. Uh, May 2nd, Saturday night's main event, there's a Savage Steel Lumberjack match. By the way, we're flying through this stuff because the main part, the important part, ends at WrestleMania 3. Right. This is just sort of like if you're watching week to week, this is the rest. Savage wins a Lumberjack match with George Steele to kind of wrap it up once and for all. Steamboat's a Lumberjack in it, but like nothing too much of a note happens there. Uh, Steamboat fights Hercules later the same episode. Randy yep. Savage attacks Steamboat, uh, unlike in the Sheik match, and then he drops the flying elbow on the throat. And I thought this angle really made the Macho Man look really dangerous. It sort of solidified that there's this psychotic, dangerous element yeah. to him and his character. Don't mess with him. Yeah, just like, it wasn't just a one-off to make that feud. This is a part of his character now. And um, it it served him well, because ten months from this point, he'd be starting his first of a two-year run of the main eventing WrestleMania. So that was a good thing to introduce to his character. Um... Savage promo on the YouTube playlist. Gene introduces Savage as the challenger, former champion. And yeah, Savage flips out again. Yeah. Says you'll never do that again. And he calls himself the uncrowned world heavyweight champion, which was sort of a cool thing that he's foreshadowing. I love it. Yeah, that. It's like, you know. And like he, he says. He didn't lose any stock at all. He's going right up. Yeah, and he says, I'm going to prove that I should be heavyweight champion because I'm going to get the Intercontinental belt back from Steamboat, and then I'm onward and upward. And then we come to this Savage Steamboat rematch. It's on YouTube. It's like 10 minutes, kind of a basic match, no new ground, really. It's a house show match. Yeah, but the end, James. All right. Yeah. It's so bad. Okay, let's talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Josh, describe the ending here. So it's basically, you know, he goes back to his tried and true, go get the bell, right? Um, and he comes back in the ring and he tries to hit him with it. The classic. <laughs> he ducks or side whatever gets out of the way. Steam up moves and, and savage. It's the turn top turnbuckle. Well, the ropes, right? Is it the ropes? Yeah, because it yeah. bounces off. Yeah. But it bounces off and it hits him in the head. So yeah, his arms hit the ropes. His arms bounce backwards and the bell hits him but in the head and knocks like him out. <laughs> clear hesitation to where it's like, I mean, you know. It's all fake, whatever, but right. it just looks kind of bad. Um, I would say a botch almost. Yeah, it, um, it's hard. I don't know if I've ever seen that look great. Right. It's sort of a cute spot. It's not really meant to look like super cool. You mean like anything with a bell or that, No, that just like you, bad guy yourself. swings a weapon, good guy moves, and the bad guy's arms hit the ropes, which right. then forces them to fly back, and the weapon hits the bad guy who yeah. was swinging it to begin with. Yeah. So, so then he loses. They uh, used that at uh, WrestleMania three with Adrian Adonis, by the way. So he loses, loses, uh, his, loses the rematch, the end of and, and that's the end his, of Steamboat Savage. Yeah. Steamboat would lose the Intercontinental Belt to the Honky Tonk Man not long after this. Yeah, yeah. What happened to that? So, so yeah, that's pretty much the end of Savage Steamboat. James, you got any final thoughts for us? Um. I th did you like it? Did I like it? I really liked it quite a bit. So I know we love the match, right? We the love the match, the yeah. And that house show match. match. I never really watched that. that again, that was five stars to me. That was a treat. I will say that Macho Man DVD slash Blu-ray set 
mm-hmm. totally worth getting. It's got so much good stuff on it. And I hope all the clips we play this episode really inform you of how good the Macho Man Randy Savage is in this feud. We could have really just spent two hours talking about how much we love his promos. It's crazy because you look back and like all of his promos are amazing, right? But his promos and all the stuff he does in this six month stint is like enough for like a whole person like their whole career. Yeah. And he does this again for like years and years. Yes, if this was like the greatest hits of somebody's career, you would say like, Man, they were great, weren't they? And this is again, this is my favorite savage stuff, these right. promos probably. Yeah. But they're still it's sort of like I don't know, it you might call it his blue period. Like this is his best stuff. What in the world? What are you doing? Collecting furniture now? This is a chair. This is the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt. This is the one that's wearing the belt. The Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, cannot be denied. You admit that? I admit that. You admit it wholeheartedly. I admit it wholeheartedly. Well, I'm going to get the dragon to admit it in the Silver Dome. And everything else is just fan freaking tastic. Yeah, the too. red period and yeah. everything else. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't wait uh, to go back and watch more of it. I mean, I feel like I could watch that that WrestleMania three match like once a week. It's yeah, so it's good. so it's classic. So, Josh, before we go, yep. because we're list guys, sure. let's rank the feuds. Okay, so let's break them up. We got Brett versus Owen. We got Steamboat Savage, and do you want to do Taker Sean as one bit, or do you want to do Taker Sean in the '90s and Taker Sean in the 2000s, just two separate ones? Yeah, let's do two separate ones. Okay. So I would do Brett and Owen as number one. I would too. Um, and I would put Savage Steamboat as number two. I would also. And then I would Sean Taker. Sean Taker the. I'd put the 2000s because of WrestleMania 26, but I liked WrestleMania 25 also. Yeah, so if it wasn't for the schmazes at the end of the 90s matches, I'd pick that, but I think I'd have to go with the 2000s. Are you back to not liking the end of hell at a cell? (laughs) I I gotta be me, James. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Um, Which is funny because I thought of that really fast. I thought of that with the end of the all-time WrestleMania 3 match mm-hmm. ends in a schmoz. I mean, kind of, you know. And doesn't bother me at all. I don't know. Maybe it's like the more classic... Well, the Steel story plays into this story. So right. it feels like a cathartic True. end. Whereas the Kane ending... Is just setting up something else. Right, yeah. They'd been teasing it for months, but it was never part of the Sean feud. So it yeah. really was like... Hard end. This is over. Here's something completely different. Yeah. So. All right. I get it. So we're we're in complete agreement yeah, so, so far, far about feud order. Yeah. So the next feud will be. Do you want to tell everybody? James? I think you should get to do the honors. So your boy. We had tossed around a few ideas, but what we settled on was Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada. Yes. I will say we wanted to get out of the WWE yes. bubble a little bit. To those listening that are. You know, children of the 80s want to hear about Hogan and Warrior and all that stuff. Just give this a chance. Um, Kenny Omega is my favorite wrestler. Possibly the best in the world right now. And I and Kazuchika Okada is also possibly the best sure. in the world right now. I mean, just after Jeff Hardy, right? <laughs> um, Shut your horror mouth. 
stick it between your dirty pillows, Carrie. I, I don't know how some of this will translate to audio, meaning, um, you know, Okada speaks another language. We're not going to have a lot of clips. Uh, but I think maybe... Might be the, a problem. We'll see. Maybe the Omega promos will be for... We'll see. We'll figure it out. Pontiac, Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain my guest at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Or I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Macho Madness, yeah, has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Randy Savage in WrestleMania 3. Yeah, let me say it. Yeah, let me say it out loud. And let me point to the president of the World Wrestling Federation. The Macho Man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision. Yeah, I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation. Wait, wait a minute, and there is no doubt about it. Yeah, you mean Gene Okerlund. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Oh, wait, wait a minute, though, Randy. I've got to ask you very seriously. Do you blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, for Ricky Steamboat being the Intercontinental Champion today? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Outside interference here. Yeah. In my moment of glory. Yeah, no, I'm living in a nightmare. And I am the cream. And now... Not only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt must fall, but the World Heavyweight Championship belt! Cause Hulk Hogan, yeah, I am the cream, yeah, the cream of the crop. And there is no one that does it better than the Macho Man Randy Savage! On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, yeah. And I'm talking to everyone in the World Wrestling Federation. And I'm even talking... The President Jack Tunney, yeah. I'm on my way. And nothing is gonna stop me. Nothing's gonna stop me. You know, just out of curiosity, Randy and I certainly don't want to diminish your tremendous uh, God-given talents, but, but I'm very curious. I haven't seen Elizabeth lately. Yeah, she's on the outside of the ring. Does she interfere in matches? Yeah. Nothing. Zero. Yeah. Pure athlete. Yeah. And I've been, uh, yeah, maligned from the top to the bottom and because they can't handle the macho man randy savage the cream of the crop nobody does it better